0: uh good morning it is morning it is morning. it is morning Mate, yeah it feels like about eight o'clock at night because um <laughs> uh all this week for some stupid reason for self-improvement and all that nonsense um i have woken up at five o'clock in the morning and uh either gone for a run or done yoga um so yeah you I, know
1: i just very quickly uh, you know you can do those activities in a different time of day right
0: you can unless you have a small child and a full-time job um it so it turns out that actually it's a flipping nightmare trying to find any time to fit anything in because like i say with with maisie running around uh which is lovely don't get me wrong very big fan of (laughs) big fan of her running around big fan um (laughs) but but yeah when it comes to trying to find time for yourself it's it's not easy so yeah this is a new new thing 5am up with the larks um the the day the, have a guess weather-wise which day i decided to do yoga rather than go for a run <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah so it's, uh, you know we've had uh what was it two weeks of stunning stunning weather um, mm. uh, which would have been a really good time for you to start running uh not towards the end of it
0: it would, but um, such is life. Summer's apparently on its way. Um, hello, by the way, dear listener, you legends. Um, we've <laughs> we've just been chatting. Um, Sam and I, we haven't we not caught up off mic, so we've kind of done it on mic, which is um very very unprofessional of us, but nonetheless, here we find ourselves. And and how are you, mate? How how is life?
1: I'm good, mate. Yeah, I've got a bit of news. So I've bought an I've bought an iPad and an Apple Pencil. Oh, because um, I thought you know online. what. Well, I'm just sat here, aren't I? I might as well do something with it. Yeah. Um so I thought to myself I'll do that. But uh so I bought the iPod I I, no, I bought the iPad. Good, uh, off good of English, one of our... by the way.
0: Good speaking. Thank you very much. <laughs> bought the
1: iPad off of one of my friends. Um, and I bought the pencil from from Apple. Um now the pencils are available. Other brands are available. We have not the PVC. <laughs> unless um, you're
0: unless you're after an Apple pencil. In which case, <laughs> that is the only brand you, that's going to be able to help you.
1: <laughs> it's very true. But the the so the pencils arrived um but no sign on the ipad and it's been like that for like the last three days so uh i've i've literally just got a white <laughs> stick like just kind of a useless white stick at home
0: i really really hope the idea I, I really love the idea of you going out with a pen and paper and using the apple pencil to draw um but if you're not familiar with technology that will literally draw nothing um yeah you know. it, on, it only
1: works with an ipad it does and I, I've got, famously I've had, so in fact Famously so, and I, yeah, so I've got this Apple Pencil and and nothing to do it with, and it's just staring at me, and when you're stuck in your room... That's all you. It's all you can see. That's all you can look at. It's just like, uh, oh great, there's, 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 there's seventy, ninety quid, whatever they are, just of my life wasted.
0: What a first world problem for us to start the pod this week. Um, oh mate, <laughs> I, I feel for you, man. That is that is tough. So, are you going to be drawing? Have you decided to go kind of old school? Have you got like a, a an actual pad and a, a an actual pencil? Have you done a bit of practicing, or are you just going <laughs> to? Just, no, wait. I'm
1: just i'm just waiting for the ipad because cool. uh, then i can then i can trace um yeah man so yeah I've, I'm, gonna, do you, I've, well, do I'm gonna you buddy well i'm gonna confess i'm gonna confess something on the pod which i wasn't didn't think that i would have to um not that you're making me confess anything i was gonna but...
0: say no prompting from me by the way i've got no idea where this is going but please continue <laughs>
1: So the 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 whole idea of this sprouted from, uh, as you know, I bought some plants and they've become my little children and I love them very much uh, in my room making green. And I was looking at my cactus uh, the other day and I was looking at it and thinking, I'd love to be able to draw that. So I've spent a
0: lot of money on an iPad and pencil to draw my cactus. Wow. Have you got a name for him? Because if you, if you haven't called it Cactus Jack, then we're no longer friends.
1: Uh, I haven't actually named it yet. The only I've only named my banyan and another plant that I can't pronounce, um, which are they are Ernie and Aubrey.
0: Oh, nice! There's a um, there's a footballer called Barry Bannon, and I really hoped that you were going to say. So this is Barry Banyan, um, but <laughs> <laughs> alas, well, Barry would work though, wouldn't it? It would. Barry would be a good one. You're welcome. Mate. That,
1: that plant the other day did it did have its first little baby, so I've got a brand new leaf on it now, and it's uh, made me very
0: happy. I, I was ever so confused then a plant had a baby but yeah i suppose a leaf is is it a baby or is it like a an an additional limb i
1: guess in this additional limb but it i'm is, going to call yeah. it my baby because the whole thing is is equally my baby so are you going to name
0: are you going to name individual leaves you've you've, no. you've stumbled across <laughs> a real flaw in your plan here mate i'm not gonna lie uh
1: no i wasn't gonna name but i guess that would now be like i'll be like the grandparent to that leaf wouldn't i if right you know the other one is... anyway look this has gone dramatically uh the the wrong way i wanted this pod to start
0: well um, I'll, share, I'll share this with you very quickly because this is music related um my mum probably still to this day has a a big plant uh, that she called Robert plant um which is is great very nice yeah very nice um tune in next week for (laughs) Gardener's World with Fitz and Sam um I've done a bit of gardening actually this week I say done a bit of gardening I've mowed the lawn and um moved some soil and and shit but um yeah it's nice to nice nice to help
1: it is isn't it? it yeah you just feel like you're doing good
0: yeah I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not my lawn. Uh, very little benefit to me per se, but oh yeah, um, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> <no> <laughs> man. We live in we live in hope. Um, so onwards, I think, mate. <laughs> um, after, yeah, sure. I mean, it's a slightly less shambolic intro than than perhaps days gone by. But but we're uh, we're we're working at it. Um, mm. We're kind of as we as we record. We're perhaps not a million miles away from things being a bit more uh, relaxed in terms of lockdown so it's gone from me thinking we may never do a face-to-face pod again and um, to now me thinking perhaps we we will at some point that would be nice wouldn't it
1: it, yeah it would be really nice what i miss more than anything is is uh me us... i know
0: mate i miss you too buddy I miss well what too, i was
1: mate. gonna say is the kind of preamble that we have with a pint at the pub where we record oh, it
0: oh a pint at the pub mate oh my god there are very few things i wouldn't do to be able to go for a pint at a pub right now i totally, i totally
1: agree with you yeah just even, even playing the little quiz machine mate mm. what i'd give what i'd give yeah. shout out shout out to the
0: bowling green yeah. in exeter right there big up nigel <laughs> Big up, Nige. If you've ever been to the Bowling Green, you will know Nige and you will have been told to fuck off by Nige, um, almost, <laughs> almost inevitably. Um, so, yeah, life life is creeping perhaps towards uh, normality in some ways. Um, but uh, it, that is actually a lovely segue, if I do say so myself, um, because our guest this week... Um, we we discussed a bit about kind of normality and and how uh, he is keeping himself busy and and sane in these unusual times. Very smooth, very smooth. Um, (laughs) But we had a lot of fun. What a lovely chat.
1: Yeah, he was. Um, I wasn't quite ready for it to be such a such a lovely chat. It was. It was a lovely, lovely chat. It was really nice.
0: He's a very, very um, a a very talented comic, as I've as I've shared with you um, before, uh, as and as you'll have seen from kind of the stuff that you've watched. But but also, how refreshing to see to have a chat with someone who's so young. We won't spoil it because you'll hear in a minute. But um, to have a chat with someone who's so young but so driven, so driven to kind of keep creating and keep working. And yeah, it was really, really refreshing and i'm i'm really excited to to be sharing this episode with with our dear listeners and yeah we we hope you enjoy it, i guess
1: yeah we really do yeah we will see you on the other side stay we tuned for the... au
0: revoir au revoir um i wonder first of all because obviously i i know you i wonder if you would perhaps be kind enough to uh give us a little bit of information about you um how tell us about tell us a bit about your comedy career if you don't mind
2: of course. Uh, so I've always kind of been on the stage more uh, in an acting pro- in best day profession, I did it when I was like <laughs> 13, 14 and I uh, <laughs> love, love performing, always love performing and it, it just seemed to make sense and I, start, I started comedy at 15 and in, in my 15 year old mind it just made total sense that I love performing so let's go perform this thing and I'm 15 so I have no fear and I think I'm the best at everything. <laughs> so i got up and did comedy and luckily i started in a very um, what well was different to the comedy circuit it was more music open mics and kind of youth events and stuff so it was a very friendly uh, start into comedy and even when i started going into the clubs actually being quite young they uh, were very forgiving uh so i was given a lot of time and room to be quite frankly um very bad uh am i allowed to swear is is this a swearing podcast
0: yeah um we we've apparently if if it's not for children then it has to have a an e next to it i.e explicit so you swear away my friend all right, so I've I've got the burden of whether or not we put an
1: E next this episode. This is oh, I, I uh,
0: think I think it's already done from from my understanding. Sam's technical director, so they they've <laughs> all
1: we basically we've got fits on the pods. So they've all got E's next to them because um, <laughs> yeah. he's certainly not safe for children. Uh, so yeah,
0: nicely done. See, oh. you'll be fine, mate. Nice little all, all this sorry. build
2: up for probably one of the tamest swear words. Uh, I was shit <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was not um, not great, but uh, I just, yeah, I was confident. So I was forgiven a lot and all that kind of those two, two years or so of really trying and failing was done in a very welcoming environment. I think if I'd started older, straight into the clubs, it would have been much more discouraging. So I started at 15 and the only world I knew was theatre. So it just made sense to do a show. So I put on my first show at... Just turned seventeen. Wow! And then I've just been doing Edinburgh hours uh, ever since then, and I kind of I prefer that kind of medium of a long, longer uh, hour to work in because you can tell stories and yeah, build up build up your own momentum. And I, yeah, I think that's from from the theatre background, just doing that. And then once I'd got the I, I had Edinburgh shows nailed before I had club sets nailed because I didn't realize you had to keep them punchy. So only just in the last. <laughs> two, two years or so I've
1: been working at the club circuit
2: as well. That's amazing, amazing.
1: to like, to, to make that jump. Cause I can only imagine that most comedians will go, you know, we'll do the five, 10 minute stints, not all right. Yeah. I'm going to come up with an hour's worth of material. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was a bit, um, ambitious to just go, Oh, I'll just do an hour Then I've, I've, I've barely performed. In fact, I think by the time I did my hour, I'd only been in like two actual comedy clubs. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. mad! <laughs> oh
0: so man, that's in, incredible. In, in in terms of the um, because because obviously we've um, for a little bit of background, I suppose to you for you, Sam. So, um, Andrew and I have gigged together a few times. Um, I'm a, a big big fan of uh, of you if you don't mind me saying so, Andrew. But thank you very um, much. In fact, Andrew, um, you closed one of I think it was the the third to last gig before before lockdown, and um, and it was it's one of those rooms that wasn't set out my fault, but it wasn't set out particularly well with kind of pockets of people chatting, which can, as we've spoken about on the pod, on the pod before Sam, that can uh, be to the kind of detriment of the quality of the night, but you absolutely smashed it. And um, it's, which is a phrase perhaps often overused, but fully deserving in this instance. So, um, but from, I'm always fascinated by the material side of things. So obviously Mm. you mentioned very if you were very blase about it, if I may say so, but, um, yeah, I just kind of did my first show, um, (laughs) and then, and then got into Edinburgh hours, um, so much to unpack there, I think. But so would you mind sharing a little bit about how you kind of approach an hour? Because I'm, I'm yet to do an hour and, you know, Sam's obviously not done one either. Hmm. Um, so Sam won't be coming
1: close to an hour for a long time.
2: You <laughs> <laughs> You'll be surprised. People people often do much more, much longer than they think on their first gig. Get, That's uh, true, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, first of all, thank you very much. That was a, that was a fun room to play. Uh, although, yes, I was worried about the pockets of talking, but it ended up being very lovely that yes. gig. Uh, as for building up an hour, yeah, it well, I I, I dove in very. I hadn't seen other than like DVDs and kind of what's been on TV. I hadn't seen an hour, so and I think that was helpful to just go in with no expectations or no idea of what an in quotation marks Edinburgh Hour" is, because it just gave me so much freedom and and I, I even though I started like that now, now that I know what what goes on at the fringe with people's shows, I, I get bogged down in like, oh, it should be like this, and I should talk about that. I just think I was stupid. I didn't start like that. So get an hour. You have to have some... You don't have to have a theme, but a theme or a narrative or just an arc, callbacks, anything to keep the audience engaged. People say you can just do an hour of stand-up. And you can, but not many audiences that will sit through an hour and, <laughs> and not be like, why is, why is he still talking at the 40 minute <laughs> or 50 minute mark? You know, you have to have some sort of purpose, even if it is just a few callbacks or a running gag or anything.
0: So there is, um, there is a big difference between, uh, an hour of someone talking in a comedy setup and an hour of comedy, I would say. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, you've, you've mentioned there some of the kind of technical stuff that um, Sam and I have briefly discussed. Sam, are you familiar with a callback?
1: Uh, uh Yeah, I, I would imagine so. I'm going to put myself on a limb and say it's when you're talking about a subject, you kind of go into a different one and then you bring that first one back up.
0: Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. N- nailed it. Full marks. Have, full marks indeed. <laughs> Couldn't have put it any better myself. Yeah, very nice. Um, Oh, cool. So, so you've done... You've done Edinburgh um, three times, I think. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Nice. And uh, what's what's your experience of it, uh, or what are your thoughts of Edinburgh? Because I mean, that's probably a bit of a podcast in itself, really, with with all the different politics, perhaps behind it. But but yeah, how mm. how was your experience of Edinburgh? I guess that's the best question.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, you're very very right as well. Lots, lots of politics and different stuff we could go into. But on the whole, I just I absolutely love Edinburgh. And I loved it. I went when I went when I was sixteen with my parents just to watch. And I, I said I'll be there every year. Obviously, I, have, I hadn't foreseen coronavirus at that point, so knock on this year. But otherwise, I have kept every um, kept up that a record of every year, just because it's such a great environment and it's just got better and better as I've gone along the circuit. Because you make more friends and there's more people you can socialise with. It's just a month of being. In a place of like-minded people, seeing amazing shows, amazing creativity, and you get to perform every day as well. You, you, and it's a kind of cliche, like all oh, Edinburgh's a gym for comedians. You get better, but you do just <laughs> start performing every day and performing lots of spots a day. It, you can't, you can't get that kind of uh, experience anywhere else.
0: I couldn't agree no. there, that's um that that's nail on the head right there now I've got I've got to ask a question which um uh, I I think I know the answer to so you said there that you uh, went to Edinburgh for the first time with your parents when you were 16 uh, and you've now done three didn't foresee going this year H- how old are you Andrew if you don't mind me asking I'm I'm 20 years old 20 what? years old so and you've done three edinburgh length slot at edinburgh that's
1: insane
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um so i i i hope i hope you uh, know me well enough andrew to know that this is, is coming from a, a good place but you are mm-hmm. you are incredibly talented for for someone your age and it's it's really really good to see that you have as well as being hilarious which you 100 percent are you kind of seem quite worldwise wise as well for someone uh, who's who's clearly so well you're 20 i'm i'm god i'm old um but <laughs> <laughs> so it, 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 in terms of kind of how you i guess how you get material and, and your view on the world that's probably a very very broad question which i hope you don't mind me asking but um how how do you how do you find funny i guess knowing as i do but our listeners and sam perhaps won't um, some of the material that that you've got
2: it's it's a, it's a very fair question i i just just got to i just keep my phone with me and if something pops up and i'll, I'll write it down and it, you know it is um there's a fair fair bit of sitting down and actually working on it that goes into it but in terms of inspiration i don't think it's different from anyone else and and although, although I am young and I've not got as much life experience, I think there's almost uh, a slight benefit because everyone was, well, other than people that are younger than me, um, everyone is that age at one point. So even if I'm talking about something quite specific to being 20, uh, older people in the audience will be like, oh, I remember those days. You know, you've got, um, you know, it, it's not a universal, it's, it's a universal thing because it, it's not, you don't exclude anyone by talking about, Younger years. I mean, lots of comedians talk about like going to school and those sort of memories. And yeah, so I think it's a similar principle. Is yeah, they re- they relate to being younger.
0: What a great way of thinking about it. Um, mm. i have not, not I'm not thought about it like that because, as you say, there there could be a kind of not stigma. I, I don't think that's the right word, but you know, there's a, there could be a bit of a stigma um, attached to someone being younger, and and for exactly that reason. So yeah, I admire mm. that um, that viewpoint. Yeah, thank One you. Yeah, you would... do get. you am oh, gone.
1: One thing that we we quite often uh, talk about on the pod Is how like as a musician You can practice a song at home And then you can go and play it because you know it But as as a comedian you you can't do that You've kind of got to test it in front of a crowd So in order to write your material And then put that in front of a crowd You know for an hour long set Do you do open slots then? Do Do you kind of do open mic nights and stuff To try and get the material right Or do you just throw yourself in at the deep end?
2: Um well, my, uh, originally, and I didn't do it this year, uh, although I, I think I would want to return to it because it, it, it worked really well, I, I'd book out a, a little hall or a theatre and I'd, just, I'd say, this is a work in progress and I'd have really cheap tickets and lots of friends and family would come. And I, I'd just do a, an hour kind of new, blind, not really knowing how it was going to go, just... And I feel safe to do it in that environment because there's lots of people who are friends with me and they know what the situation is. So I do a lot of that, and I do do open mics and open spots to to test stuff out as well. But um, more and more, it's been harder to, especially because I live right in the in the kind of the comedy black spot near Salisbury. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot going on, so I either have to travel very far for open mics or yeah. a, a lot of the kind of popular open mics around here fall on a friday or saturday and i kind of need to do paid work so it's hard to it's hard to find the time so that's why I, I like to hire out a hall and kind of have a free free space to just do what i want for an hour or two
0: that's wicked that's yeah, um, that is amazing yeah that's not something that i don't think that's something that oh, i might be wrong but i don't think that's something that many comics would necessarily do to to just i guess i guess it's born of the location that you're in you know the new material nights and open mic for want of a better word obviously that's great but of course if there's nothing going on then yeah if there's a problem there what a way to solve it other than to to have a a a gig of your own a nice work in progress
2: Mm, exactly it's uh and it's just it's yeah so much nicer to have have that space as much as i i do love going and actually te- testing my chops in front of a, a crowd I don't know, having that friendly kind of, I suppose, home crowd is the right, right phrase. That home crowd is yeah, yeah. so uh, freeing. Yeah, freeing.
0: So, so on on the subject of, um, I guess... For want of a better word the lockdown that we're mm-hmm. we're currently in you know we have uh we've spoken to uh, a couple of comics and a couple of musicians who have used the time in in uh, different ways how how have you found lockdown so far obviously we are what 10 like 12 weeks in sam you'll know
1: uh, no, I don't anymore. They—it's it's, murdered mate. <laughs> I—I like, I was keeping count. I um, had even the date of my release on a calendar. But uh, yeah, no, that's even that's gone past and he's, gone he's by. Not,
0: so, he's not in prison, by the way, Andrew. He's a, a, vulnerable, <laughs> a vulnerable soul. Um, oh yeah, we should probably say, Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in prison. I am just shielding. I think they're calling it now, aren't they? No. Nice. Yeah, it's
2: been. It's been at least ten weeks.
1: I don't know. Yeah, it's been a well. Yeah. I mean, this is a long old discussion to work out how long it's been, and the <laughs> the clear answer clear answer is just it's too too long at yeah. this point. <laughs> yeah. How's, been, how's it
0: been for you?
2: It's it's been alright actually. I'm I really miss seeing people and going out with friends, and more than performing, I miss the social aspect of comedy and yeah. seeing all the different people. I, I've, I've it's been okay though. I've, I've been lucky to kind of sidestep into some online bits and a few kind of writing projects. But I I've just I've just started collating notes. I've, i had, for the first few weeks I just didn't write any stand up. I think I found it very hard to think in those terms because it it didn't seem like a possibility. I was like, this isn't gonna happen anytime soon. So I couldn't I couldn't think in a stand up mindset. But I've started to collate notes now and them I'm, I'm actually quite quite desperate to get out and just say them and see if they're at so all funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I bet. I bet. Yeah, because it, I guess by the end of this, because it, you know, there is a good chance for, especially comedy, that it could be a little while until it's back. You mm. could end up with notebooks full of ideas and jokes and stuff. You could, you know, you might end up having to go on tour with it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll have a a new a new show at the end of this. That'd be that'd be nice. I, I was working on on a, a show for twenty twenty. Uh, but which had a certain narrative but I can't really uh, things have changed in the very don't do Edinburgh shows about things that are currently happening or are still developing because most of the material I wrote for that show uh, is no longer relevant or true because the situation (laughs) has changed so I hopefully I have a
1: new show because I need to write one now of course. And are you writing? Are you writing primarily on kind of like lockdown experiences and like lockdown life, or are you trying to take it from an angle so you're not adding more coronavirus jokes into into the world?
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm certainly not. Uh, not aiming to do lots of coronavirus stuff. I I think there's been some stuff which has come out of lockdown, but is still true generally, like a few observations on living with parents or and stuff like that. But I think they their observations are true anyway. But they've just been amplified, and I've been able to notice them because of the situation. Yeah, that makes sense
1: for sure.
0: In, in terms of the um, shows, I, sh- I should have probably asked this a little bit earlier on. But in terms of we maybe will have some whiz editing from you, Sam. No pressure. Um, but <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but in terms of the shows that you've done, we discussed kind of the the having a theme slash narrative um in an in an edinburgh show um what were your what were your previous shows about
2: so the first show was i was still I was still at school at the time so there was lots of stuff about mental being Sorry. at school I'm,
0: I'm, 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 <laughs> it, it blows my mind it blows my mind that that that's the case um, i I'll, I'll shut up about it now but hats off <laughs> hats off
2: thank you <laughs> yeah, lots of material about teachers and school trips and parents and kind of starting to go to parties at that age um and lots of poetry as well i, I mixed in poetry with my stand-up uh which is something i only did for that first year just because and,
0: and how, how, how how was that received sorry to interrupt you but uh like well, but knowing all edinburgh hmm. audiences how how did it go
2: Well, that that is partly why I've dropped it, is it was not received. It it was actually received very well at Edinburgh, um, and lots of crowds said they really liked the poetry, especially across an hour. It was nice to break up the the time. Uh, But yeah, I, I decided it wasn't worth investing in poetry going forward because it did not work in the clubs uh, uh there yeah. were a few occasions where i was like oh i'll pull out that poem to end on and then everyone would just be like why is he doing a poetry recital what has this become because they're amusing <laughs> but they're not like you know laugh out loud funny which is fine in an edinburgh hour to have a bit of a break and just have something amusing but in a, yeah, in a club set it did not work so i stopped doing poetry and tried, tried to focus more on bits that i could do in edinburgh and also take out of the show and closing clubs that was so that was 2017 it was all about school and a bit of poetry and then 2018 was called coming of age about turning 18 and uh, <laughs> different uh, experiences of uh, um, oh that was my that was my first show as well where i i came out as uh, i talked about being gay so that was uh, wasn't a big feature because I, I was only just getting comfortable with talking about it, but that was de- that was definitely a, a marked change. And then the show last year was about reti- was called Retirement Tour, and it was about. I just realised that all my last three shows are very dependent on my age slash uh, <laughs> situation because it was about nothing
0: wrong, nothing wrong with that at all.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I I, mean, I do beat myself up a little bit. I kind of want to be broader, which. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't, maybe that's actually a good selling point. But, um, you know, you, especially when some people, as you say, there's a stigma about being young. There are some comedians that will slag off, oh, you've got no life experience. It does get in your head a little bit. like, Oh, well, I should just do broad stand-up about everything just to kind of prove myself. But yeah, 2019 but think, was about deciding between comedy and university.
1: I think uh, for okay. me, that's that's such a like a, a kind of a cool point to make, though, is that the fact that, you know, a lot of comedians will be doing that kind of looking back on that time, you mm. don't see many comedians of going like this is where I'm at right now like you know almost like from an audience point of view help ha- help me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's such a cool angle to take I think and such a fresh one. Thank you
2: yeah what well, especially in my last show I had uh, an envelope on stage and it was it was my offer I was like this is my university offer and um, we'll see how this show goes. And I <laughs> ripped it. I ripped it. Yeah, <laughs> I ripped it up, and then I taped it back together, and then I ripped it up again, and taped it back together, and then, um, I w- yeah, I won't spoil the ending because hopefully it's going to be. Oh, I spoil the ending. Um, I, I shredded yeah. it in the end. Oh, but, wow. um, huh. but that's not that doesn't spoil the ending entirely. That's just because a bit of. Uh, yeah, I. I'll just I'll just tell you because um, I was very happy with this theatrically. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shredded it, and then I. You know, that was a conclusion, like, that's it, I'm going to do comedy. And then have a little bit of a, a bit at the end where I'm like, oh, maybe I could do both. Maybe I don't have to decide right now. And so I'm, I'm going through the, the shredded paper. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> And I'd planted a second envelope in the shredder. So I pulled it out and it was really, and that was the big finale. Of, I'm yeah, going to do both. Brilliant. That's so good. That's so clever. Thank you. But, yeah, it's definitely a, a live Uh, as you were saying of help me decide it it was very much that Mm.
0: and and do you think that were I mean obviously the the point of the show was was to get laughs and to be funny I guess but Mm. was it was it actually a kind of a decision almost like a vote you know had had it gone not as well as you would have wanted or had you had some kind of um, epiphany or whatever would you have and I'm, I'm assuming that you chose comedy over uni um, mm-hmm. uh, but would would you have gone the other way if if, if things had gone differently, or do you think you always knew?
2: I think a little bit of me always knew, but what? there was there was a risk that I wouldn't. If um, I like I would have even if I went to university, I would have carried on doing comedy, but I just couldn't have committed as much yeah. time to it. So i was 80 percent leaning towards definitely comedy but there was definitely a, a an element of jeopardy it wasn't entirely pre-written
0: well a- academia's loss is uh definitely comedy's gain. that's for sure <laughs> um <laughs> uh, on, on the subject of club gigs so obviously i mean for for you sam forgive me if if um if you're familiar with but so the club gigs, Andrew, you'd be talking kind of the, the Friday, Saturday nights, you know, the, the best or biggest examples of of comedy clubs are obviously your comedias and your glee's, but also are you, do you mean in terms of kind of all the gigs on the circuit? So like pubs and and stuff as well?
2: Uh, Yeah. All all sorts of, all sorts of gigs is, I I, I started slowly breaking into the kind of comedias and proper, Mm. um, regular comedy nights, you know, purpose built comedy nights. But uh the pubs and the clubs, the the pubs and the independent clubs, especially in the Southwest, because that is most of the gigs down here, yeah. they're they're great for for building you're building proper character and uh, and ability to Southwest Southwest acts are always so much more adept, I find anyway, when there's something going wrong or the room's not set up right or there's a heckler. Sometimes uh, you see acts from London or with, if they're in a big city where there's a nice circuit that that can really throw them off. But in, in the Southwest, we're a bit uh, not not to get um, elitist about uh, <laughs> calling <cold laughs> locations, but um, yeah, I definitely see Southwest acts dealing with it much better.
0: Made of made of sterner stuff. And um, mm. on on the subject of the the circuit, I guess have you found that as a younger act has that. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Have you have you found it difficult in any way uh, with other comics? I don't. I, knowing comedians as I do, I hope that the answer is no. But
2: um, no, not really. When I when I very first started, there were a few clubs that wouldn't. They're literally like, we cannot let you in legally. So that was the only <laughs> only stumbling block, uh, and all the all, all the comics that are a bit anti about it. And there's literally only one or two. It's. I, they're, they're kind of irrelevant anyway um yeah, you know yeah exactly fuck them they're just uh hacky older comics who are trying to
1: cling on to something that doesn't exist anymore i'm yes. very not
2: very catchy i didn't mean to
0: no no no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's
1: so it's so spot on though mate because you get you get that exactly the same in kind of the music industry especially trying to like come up through the ranks um you get mm-hmm. the guys that have been you know in it like they may have like you know, they may have gone on world tours and now they're doing little pub gigs as they're kind of trying to close down, but they still see you as like some grotty little kid um, who doesn't know how to play an instrument, but yet you can play it better than them. Um, And it's, it it is that you, you've just kind of, you've got to just shrug them off and just go, well, you know, if you're not going to be supportive, then I don't, I'm not even going to bother giving you the time of day.
2: Hmm. And luckily, yeah, it's exactly that. And luckily there are only a few and generally promoters and comedians and, everyone's very lovely i find the comedy circuit is generally very
0: lovely i uh i concur here here <clears throat> big up the south <laughs> comedy circuit um so uh, speaking of the south comedy circuit i noticed uh very recently um and this this may or may not be pod worthy but um are, are you an admin on the comedy circuit page i am yes what um, what, what does that entail just
2: uh, accepting and declining membership requests and tidying up the feed, just because. Uh, and now in the day, I've I've got you know projects and writing to get on with. But beforehand, uh, actually, this, I'll come back to that in a minute with with lockdown being a good motivator. But um, yeah, before I just had loads of free time in the day, and they were asking people to help uh, admin the group, and I just said, oh, you know, I'll do it. Instead, oh, basically. People apply and you have a look and see whether they're actually a comedian or just somebody who's going to spam a, a bunch of um, links and things like that. It's not nothing, nothing that special.
0: Because because there was there was a time where I remember looking at the admins and there wasn't a single comedian on there. So it's mm-hmm. it's really good to to have someone on there who you know obviously knows and and loves the circuits. So and that's probably probably not solid gold content for, <laughs> for our <laughs> dear listeners um, but it's a good point
2: especially because admining and you know running groups and stuff like that i don't think there are a lot of groups that are actually run by comedians because comedians are rubbish at admin
0: I know <laughs> that. Yeah. So,
2: so the people that end up running these things aren't actually normally kind of actual performers on stage They're just people that uh, like admin, but uh, luckily I'm. I'm both. I'm a big fan of a spreadsheet, and I can tell a joke occasionally. I'm
1: really. I'm really glad that you've said that actually, because I thought it was just fits. Um, it was really bad. (laughs) Um, but it's good to know that there's. It's. It's just. It's just a comedian. There are others, mate. There are others, (laughs) and we will
0: come for you, Sam. If you don't shut (laughs) down now. Um, so uh, Andrew, you said, um, you said something there about, uh, I, I was going to ask a little bit about what you've been up to in lockdown and whether it's affected your creativity, but, but you, mm-hmm. you said something there, which I'm fascinated by, which was, uh, along the lines of lockdown has acted as a, a, a really powerful motivation, motivation for you.
2: Yeah. So beforehand, if I was going to do a gig in the evening, it was almost like I'd done my work for the day already. I'd get up and I'd be like, Oh, well, i am doing a gig later so that's my work and maybe it's a however long drive there and back so it, it felt like oh this is my job where it, and I I'd go to the gig and be a good gig or an okay gig or whatever um maybe I try something new out but generally it wasn't it wasn't like groundbreaking actually progressing myself other than being out and about so that yeah. now that I don't have a gig to go to in the evening it really is like oh I have to do something if because there's no gigs to go to so if I'm not going to a gig. I'm doing nothing. So it's been a motivator in that sense. I don't have just uh, I don't have a gig to fall back on and say, "Oh well, that's work." I actually have to work in my mind anyway. Yeah, for sure. And what is it? What sort
1: of things have you been have you
2: been up to? Well, for the first first bit of lockdown, I I, I committed to doing daily videos, which I did, or <laughs> well, I didn't expect it to go on for as long as it has, obviously. So I went up to day fifty, and then uh, after that, I. I'd during the daily videos I'd accidentally committed said oh I, I thought it'd be a fun idea to host my own Eurovision and everyone in the comments was like you have to host your own Eurovision so then I was working on this big uh, Eurovision project called amateur Eurovision. yeah
0: was that, like was, a, uh, that was that I'm, was I'm pleased you mentioned that because that looks amazing
2: thank you it was real I really I killed myself over it I uh, uh partly because I didn't leave enough time which is partly my own fault uh, when you say partly, it's entirely my own fault. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, I really put a lot of effort in, and it, I suppose that's my Edinburgh show for this year because it's now a long worth of comedy and sketches and stuff. So that's that's going to be my
0: Edinburgh alternative this year. Television. Sam and I are are keen to. I guess we both kind of started lockdown and were like, right, well, we'd we'd like to learn a new skill um how how long have you been kind of creating videos for want of a better phrase is something that you've been doing for a little while
2: yeah so i had i had done some videos before i like just occasionally and when when the where i'm in salisbury when the the norwich stuff happened i did a video about that and that got a good bit of success and a lot of people, a lot of people in Salisbury saw it. Uh, I was actually working for Pizza at the time, doing deliveries, and like every other door I'd go to, someone'd be like, "Oh, you're that guy from that video." Oh wow! So <laughs> I really got a sense of oh, there's something in actually producing online content. You know, you can reach so many more people. Uh, but it was very sporadic, and I kept saying, "Oh, I'll do more content," and I didn't. Um, so that's been another positive of lockdown: is it has forced me to do content because I've got no other outlet. Uh, Mm. It's good. People are people are being very receptive to it, and they are. I mean, there is loads out there, but they are generally keen to see more stuff and have options at least.
0: Yeah, of course. After you, Sam. sorry. Sorry. (laughs) God. <laughs> what a
2: beautifully polite moment uh, I'll, I'll take i'll take a question
1: uh, from sam Turner, please. next <laughs> uh, yes. thank you very much andrew um so to kind of making that content it's a really interesting bit because you know when we you know you can just put a, like a picture out and get like one or two likes and then you can put something else out and get a thousand mm-hmm. and there is just no judgment that i remember there was one thing that the band did once and it was hilarious we we put a picture up of our lead singer on Facebook and then sponsored it for like, you know, you can kind of do like a, a, an advert of it, for I think we put 20 quid into it. Um, and we tagged loads of women fashion magazines and right. it blew up. Like, it, like we got hundreds of thousands of likes on this one picture. Um, we tried the same with uh, a picture of him and then tagged like kind of music industry things, about 10 likes i think on the same mm. picture so you just you just can't trust the internet to like provide enough you know unless you would go massively viral for it to keep coming um a little yeah. while ago we interviewed a guy called sam cracknell on the podcast um who's some he's, he's a tiktok like sensation at the moment um and one of his videos got you know a million views but then mm. another one that he'll do will only get 200 and and he said it on there. It's just like you, you just you you need if you're gonna do internet based videos, you kind of need to do a lot in different platforms, if that makes yes. sense.
2: Oh, hundred percent. You uh I'm very very guilty of getting bogged down in numbers and being like, Oh well, that Instagram post isn't performing very well or maybe everyone hates me now. But it's it's just it's just the nature of the internet, you just gotta keep putting out and some things will do really well and others will fall by the wayside. But even if they fall by the wayside, you you can re-release them in like two months time and they'll go massive it's yeah it's a complete lottery <laughs> you just say so you just got to focus on quality and uh, as much as you can without diluting that quality quantity just
1: keeping it keeping it mm. pumping out yeah i totally agree and and if all else fails to so just tag women's magazines I <laughs> yeah i've not thought of that before but <laughs> i did that on all
0: my stand-up clips now yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> So uh, when, when we are back to normal, which obviously, you know, will probably be, be quite a long time. Um, mm. let, let's say, for example, we are things are back to normal. How, how would your days typically be spent? Because it's, it's, it, you strike me as someone who isn't necessarily the stereotypical view of the comedian, i.e. stay in bed until two o'clock in the afternoon and drive to the gig and then come home. And, you know, it, you strike me as someone who likes to keep busy. Is that fair?
2: Oh 100%. I um I don't know what I'm running from but uh, I I cannot sit still. Uh <laughs> for too long. I uh yeah I need to have lots of different projects and things going on. I um I don't know I don't know why I do if I had to sit down and relax. Uh which is it is good in a you know it's one of those blessing and a curse things it'd be nice to <laughs> just chill in the sun but uh, I really have to keep doing different projects. So when life goes back to normal um I don't know. I don't know what the circuit's going to look like. I, I think I'm going to have to put a lot of time into starting my own gigs and stuff because I think it's going to be hard to. There's going to be a lot of competition from for spots, and there's going to be a lot less spots. That's my. That's what I think anyway. You know, I think it's going to, a lot of promoters and clubs are going to struggle to, yeah, to keep putting on gigs. So, which is a shame. So, I, hopefully, I can where I've got a bit of financial stability still living with my parents Uh, as much, as much as I may often bemoan it, it's it's 100% I feel very lucky right now. So hopefully after this, uh, we'll go back to normal. I'll be focusing on setting up some more gigs and working with other promoters to try and get comedy back to normal.
0: Amazing. Mm. It's it's a really interesting, sobering thought, to be honest, because as you know, I, I run a few gigs. I'm in a privileged position in that I kind of work elsewhere as well. So, Mm. you know, I'm not reliant on the income, um, the modest income, you know, let's be honest, it's, none of us are going to be millionaires from, from comedy, Mm. but, but it is, um, it is a really kind of difficult time for, for lots of people. So yeah, I think, I think it's good to kind of just, work i guess as 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 a circuit and just see what we can do to try and bring it back have you um mm. uh, have you done anything in the way of kind of virtual online gigs at all what are your thoughts on that
2: yeah i've done a, a variety of of different things from zoom calls to facebook live to do one on instagram live it's varying degrees of success <laughs> there were some really fun ones but just overall it can't it can't can't match the live experience so i've Unless it's for a, a really good cause or a good friend, or I don't know, I'm sure there's some other reasons why I why I'd step back into it. But generally, I'm going to not do many more of them. Yeah,
0: I um I think that's fair enough. Yeah, I did I, I did one, I've done two for radio now, um, and one for uh, Couch Comedy Live, which which was actually much better than I thought it was. But yeah, mm. there there is no substitute for for being in a room with with people laughing and i don't know if you've seen these horrible images of like theaters but they've put like Mm. figures cardboard cutouts of people so that you are two meters apart that just fills me with dread um yeah it's uh Certainly not a cheery point to end the podcast on, so we won't. Um... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we won't. Edit. No, I'm,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna try and pick things back up now as we kind of close. And what what I like to ask every comedian that we interview, I, you know, I kind of I need some advice. But mm-hmm. not only that, what I would love to know is kind of your kind of inspirations to keep you going in comedy, so I can do a bit of research on them. Um, I you know, bit of a two parter, but but hit me with what you've got. Um. Well,
2: ad, ad, advice is it, my the, the advice I always give is just perseverance and carrying and carrying on despite whatever happens. Whether that's in a moment on stage, you know, if, if things aren't going well, just keep going and keep your head held high. And even if they don't laugh, they'll respect you for for not bottling it. And in the long run, as well, perseverance because it could take years and years to break into the clubs, but it might happen. it will happen in the end if you keep at it so that's mm. i'm sure that's the same advice that a lot of people would give um in terms of inspiration uh well there's some individual comedians like people like john mullaney and patton oswell quite a lot of americans actually and just the, the things they do with with language and jokes like, oh, i want i want to achieve that level and, and and also seeing them in massive theaters there's a bit of me that's like oh that would be fun but, uh, yeah but for sure it, even uh, even just closer to home, just the people that are coming through at the moment, the open spots or the older pros that are starting to get a chance on TV, just seeing their perseverance and their talent rewarded is, yeah, it makes me, makes me hopeful for the future of comedy and uh, makes me very much want to be a part of it when it, when it does yeah. go forward.
1: I totally agree, and I I must admit, um, kind of I, I watched a couple of your videos earlier, and I've I I don't know you by the sounds of it you've probably seen it, but John Mulaney's Radio City, uh, yes. set that just the way that he portrays stories was phenomenal, and I could get that from kind of your vibe as well. So, you know, I I think it's uh, first of all you do great work, but I mean, what what a great storyteller he is. That is, I
0: think,
2: yeah, the, the most out. flattering comparison I've ever received in my life uh, I'm going
0: to live off that for the next few weeks <laughs> and oh good Sam I am like a proud father over here you were talking <laughs> about comedy and storytelling and John Mulaney man I'm so proud <laughs>
1: mm. oh. I haven't been that busy in lockdown I've had some time on my hands to to start getting a nail on this
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was a conversation worthy of, of of any good green room you've you nailed it Sam well,
0: I'll nice. take it. Thank, thank you very much <laughs> um so so um just just before we uh bid you adieu um andrew thank you once again so uh i i'm always fascinated so let's let's fast forward five years and hmm. we are we're five years in the future that's how that's how this <laughs> uh, analogy works um Smooth, but, the, thanks mate um what what would if if you're looking in the future at five years forward shut up Fitz. um what would constitute the success how uh, how would you look at and be happy with where you are god i can't talk sorry oh <laughs> it's, uh,
2: well, it's a very difficult question i I, hmm, well, I suppose the kind of nature of this game is if five years from now your your goalposts will move. So I'm I'm going to be very, I have to be very aware. I think everyone has to be wary of that. Lots of friends that are like, oh, I'm not doing this. Yeah, but two, three years ago, you wanted to be doing this. So I'm going to try and keep that in mind. But generally, I'd I'd like to have a more of my own audience and a, a platform to do even a small scale tour, which would be really nice that's you know that's the ultimate goal to kind of go around and do theaters and have my own space to perform but um I'd also be happy just carrying on making a living from comedy and doing nice clubs and kicking with nice people so as long as hmm, I, yeah sometimes and the, the, the same with the online uh in the, in a sense the same with the online is the industry is very unpredictable and you don't know what it wants or when it wants it so as long as I don't take a step backwards I think that's uh that's some sort of success
1: well I really I, I really don't think that you're going to be too far away from kind of the the, the your own audience part of that um you know I, I loved looking at your stuff on your website and um you know can't wait for all of this to be over so I can uh, you know come on and see that that tour show for sure thank you yeah.
0: oh amazing no well problem, um Andrew, like, thank, like I said, thank you so much for, um, for, for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure. Um, we will certainly give you a shout out on all of the socials, etc, um, etc. Et um, is, there, is there anything that you would like to, to share with no pressure? Of course, we can <laughs> always, always cut if needs be. But is, is there anything you'd like us to um, kind of shout about in particular?
2: um i'm very proud of amateur revision that's probably the the one project that i'd 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 always point people towards at the moment that's probably the the, the thing I've, I've that is the biggest achievement i'm in the last few months so any Amazing. any more coverage of amateur revision will be appreciated but uh, otherwise just
1: yeah that's it
0: thank you so much for having me
1: uh, well, it's been an absolute pleasure mate thank you
0: very much really has and i um i cannot wait until we get a chance to uh, to gig again
1: Andrew White Andrew White everybody what an amazing guy he is
0: he really is like properly properly i mean i like i say i, I know andrew and have had the pleasure of kicking with him several times so i know how lovely he is and how funny he is as well but um yeah what a, what a wonderful guest for the podcast and you know i'm i'm delighted he was able to join us
1: what i love about andrew is is just from kind of being part of that conversation and i hope you dear listeners uh kind of feel the same um i already feel like i know andrew as well like you know he kind of he is who he is um there's nothing hidden there you know, it was it was such pleasant, pleasant chat, a
0: pleasant conversation, which is what one wants as a uh, host or co-host of a podcast for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely pleasant conversation, but also it, like inspiring in a way, you know, like, like I said, um, kind of alluded to in at the end of the intro there, but it's so refreshing to see someone working so hard and to have a real drive for success. And, you know, they are the people who will or the types of people that will go on and, and be successful. And, um, mm. I'm, I'm very proud. I must say, mate, of our, uh, of our guest list that we've had on this podcast, because we've spoken to some really talented people and, you know, I, I hope that it is a a, a glimpse into the future and that our, our listeners are getting a, you know, a, a glimpse, like I say, and, uh, an opportunity to see rising stars before they've kind of really hit the hit the success that they'll get i think it's nice
1: yeah it really is it's um i I've, I've just i've loved doing it and i i truly hope that you know kind of the interviews continue because um although i do love talking to you mate um it is really <laughs> refreshing to have somebody else to talk to as well
0: thanks thinly veiled uh <laughs> insult there but i'll take it that's fine um so that's what i'm learning sorry that's what i'm learning
1: um uh, whilst i'm on this comedy journey i'm learning that i can make really good funnies when i'm insulting you um
0: oh, well but all you need is me sat on stage next to you at every gig you ever do and you'll be fine then
1: yeah that'd be great yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh
0: i went through a stage of thinking i should take my um uh take my dog with me on stage every way um <laughs> but knowing my dog as i do he is a little shitbag and so it would be it would be a nightmare because I'd be I'd be right ready to right ready I'd be right ready to deliver a cracking punchline, I would. Um <clears throat> but uh but then he would see someone in the audience with crisps and he'd just go and sit there and either try and steal <laughs> them or just look lovingly at them until he fed them. Yeah. Uh, good um <laughs> <laughs> so um before we give a little shout out to um where our, our listeners can find uh andrew white on the interwebs and that uh what have you got coming up in the week ahead my man
1: <laughs> um great massive things my friend um yeah i might venture to the kitchen <laughs> um, <bore> that. yeah <laughs> potentially who knows uh no i haven't got uh masses on my hope is that the ipad arrives and i can uh start drawing and i'm going to just spend loads of time doing that i think
0: good that would be yeah well that'd be good what Great. about yourself um i have got um i've got a fairly busy st- schedule slash life. Uh, so working from home more or less every day, preparing for a time where that may change. Um, but most importantly and interestingly, I suppose, for this pod, um, I've been playing guitar almost every day. I've missed one or two, um, but I've been strumming away when I can, which is good. Um again, ever so basic, not really got any kind of tune, but I'm just practicing playing chords and transitioning between chords. When Amazing. I say chords, I mean like three chords. But um but yeah, we're getting there. And then on Sunday, which is Sunday, the 7th of June, um, Belly Laughs, which we spoke to Mark Olver about. You're either going to listen to this just in time to get involved, which would be great, um, or you're gonna be listening to this in ancient history, or rather, this will be ancient history. But um, yeah, it's a really good cause. Um, I have submitted a video which I was tasked with. Uh, you're laughing because you're the only other human that's seen it. Yep. Um, I know for a fact that there's a lot of really talented people producing uh, content for this. And I am pretty confident I will be someone's got to be. But I'm pretty confident I will be the maker of the worst video. <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
1: <laughs> um we'll let the audience decide <laughs> <Look at
0: that. laughs> oh it's so embarrassing <laughs> it's
1: no it's amazing i loved every minute of it um
0: every painful long agonizing minute it was no, great but
1: you do say that i'm the only person the only human uh i i might have sent it to jody um oh, so she could look at it
0: what did she say
1: uh she laughed the entire way through oh, uh, yeah She paused me on FaceTime and uh, was watching it at the same time so I could listen back to it again. And yeah, it's it is good. It's very good. It's 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 really cringy, but it's cringy good. If that makes sense.
0: So we will. Um, I will have to upload this because we've just basically spoken about it really cryptically. But we will share it, uh, dear listeners. So, um, keep an eye as ever on the socials. Um, at Commusicianpod everywhere. Uh, and if you
1: love it, send us an email, Commusicianpod at gmail.com
0: Very nice, mate. Very nice. Oh, I can't wait to have a beer with you. Um, so um, very quick let's uh let's wind up the um podcast which again has been an absolute pleasure so thank you to you um huge thanks uh go to andrew white who absolute legend i'm i'm really really pleased that we were able to to get him on the pod and i'm sure i sure you'll all agree dear listener he was a very very interesting and um thought-provoking guest it was lovely really nice to and funny proper funny. yeah really um, really funny so if you want to find Andrew and particularly do go and check out the amateur, amateur revision <coughs> that he was talking about, excuse me. Um, you can find him Stand Up Andrew everywhere, um, apart from YouTube, which is Andrew White Comedy. So YouTube.com slash Andrew White Comedy. Um, his website is StandUpAndrew.com and his socials are standupandrew please go and give him some love give him a few you know just like the stuff that he's done some of his um videos uh we've watched and they're really really good you know and he's 20 years old and flipping young and flipping and, um, and i feel over the hill but never mind
1: <laughs> he does make you feel like that um yeah what an amazing guy thank you very much andrew for coming on uh thank you dear listeners for sticking around and uh, we will see you next week yes we will love you, bye.
0: Love you bye.
1: Thank you for listening to Call Musician Pod. Intro music was Gangster Life by Dirty Blue Bread. This podcast was brought to you by Fitz and Sam. See you next week.